This podcast is part of the Garnet Media Group Podcast Network. Garnet Media Group is a partnership between the student-run media outlets at the University of South Carolina. Find out more about Garnet Media's podcasts and other student work at garnetmedia.org. Episode 7, I am here, your host, Noah Trainer, joined by my good friend, Andrew Stokes. Howdy, howdy. Fellow USC student, we've known each other since uh, freshman year. How are you doing today? I'm pretty good, how about you? Not bad, not bad. We're here to talk Stranger Things, we're going to talk Adam Sandler's Hustle, I'm going to give you my Thor review. No, your Thor yeah. review, I don't know I saw, about that. I saw Thor, you did not yet, right? No, you went without me, how dare you? I know. Well, you were out of town taking care of some cat, so... I I'll mean, let me tell you. That yeah. kitty was so cute. Well, uh, it's not living in our apartment next year. The uh, Mac... Not the Mac. <laughs> the laptop decided to make his presence known. Yeah, laptop making its presence known. Anyways, so last couple weeks ago now, I guess, Stranger Things 4 Part yes, 2 came out. Yeah. Uh, July 1st, so... Yeah. What did you think about it? Um, I liked it quite a bit. Um, but it wasn't perfect, you know, it was like one of those things where, um, I like the fact that they split up the season into two parts. We, we talked about it on the, the episode I did with Max on Top Gun. I de- I briefly, briefly talked about my thoughts on part one and part two is kind of like more of the same in terms of problems, I guess. I just feel like part, part, uh, part four, season four of Stranger Things was <clears throat> for the most part, my favorite season so far. And then once I got to episode 8, episode 9, uh, it was still really good. And then the last 30 minutes of, like, episode 4 hits. And, like, Max revived, I mean, Max getting yeah, revived. Yeah, spoil- spoilers, spoilers abound here. This oh, is a spoiler yeah. zone. Me. You can, you, you, no, you can talk spoilers. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We're just letting people know that if you don't want it spoiled, I assume everyone in America that cares yeah. about Stranger Things I've has watched seen it by, it by now. now, so continue. But, like, continue. Max getting revived by Elle, like... She, she goes from not having her powers for, like, eight episodes to taking down a helicopter and... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's like, I was excited when it kind of seemed like it was going to end on a depressing note, almost. Like, if you have multiple characters die, um, it, it's, it's, it was kind of a needed reset. It seemed like where they were headed because... I think that they just added way too much in I seasons agree. three and four, um, and a little bit in two, where it's just like you have like thirty <laughs> characters now that are all fighting for screen time, and because it's such like a popular thing, like they each have like a rabid fan base. Where you got people mm-hmm. saying like, "Oh, we need more like we need Argyle, we need yeah, more... we need more Argyle, we need more like Erica or whatever." Yeah. You know, it's like <laughs> just take any like random character, and it's like we need more of them, and, and it's like, like I love ah, Max. Do we? I love Max, and I would have been so sad to see her leave but I, it, it something needed to happen and not right. a side character like Eddie dying or the basketball player which by the way the most ridiculous plot line of all time the basketball player <laughs> leading like some Christian witch hunt to what, hunt what down D&D this? players yeah. <laughs> it's oh like they're in Indiana not like the right. deep south <laughs> they're not in the panhandle of Florida like but I don't know still a good season still I don't know. I'd have to rank it like second or third on my seasons. I, I would go third. I would say one, two, four, three. Still one is your number. 
I see one's got to be like my like least favorite. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you. You have no patience. It's got to be two, three, <laughs> four, one. I think season one is so like perfect. I don't know if you are a fan like I am of the whole E.T. uh you know John Carpenter Stephen King vibe that Stranger Things is going for. Stranger Things season one is like. Such a perfect modern update of that kind of aesthetic and that kind of storytelling. And it's very, very visual. You know, it's it's all, it's not over the top bombast like the new seasons are. Because like everything in the new seasons, instead of like showing a cool image, like mm-hmm. it's like simple but evocative to like tell the story. They'll just like have Dustin give his 30 page D&D explanation <laughs> of how this thing fits into the larger lore. And it's like, all right, Dustin shut the fuck up i really don't care just let me watch the cool thing do a cool thing See, you know I like, I like dustin's little little monologues about D. <laughs> they're so nerdy i don't know i don't don't get me wrong there's stuff like that in yeah. season one too but it's used much more like sparingly i guess yeah. and much more, more sense. interestingly yeah, and okay. it's like every single episode now in seasons three and four to a lesser extent than three but still it's like they're just moving from plot point to plot point to plot point it's you know how do we solve this thing okay we like somebody comes in with an explanation of some pop culture reference or whatever mm-hmm. they solve the thing and then they move exact like immediately on to the next problem what's the next upside down thing that's threatening us you know there's no time in between any yeah. scenes Fair which enough. sounds like a weird complaint but which like i think we'll i think um we'll be happy about and like it's been mentioned that all of it's going to be set in hawkins and i think that will really uh i think that will really help like the the timing of like scenes happening because season five you mean. Yeah, yeah season season five um because you know they're not going to be you know russia and everything's not gonna be happening at one time yeah. i think that might help a lot yeah because it's like the thing i love about season one is that it feels like these characters have like normal like 80s kid lives right mm-hmm. and then there's this like kind of dark force creeping into their lives whereas in the newer seasons it just feels like you know that's just kind of the backdrop but the fight against the upside down or whatever is like their lives Mm -hmm. it's no longer an aspect or a thing that's happening in the background that they have to deal with it's everything they're about and everything they struggle with has to do with that you know there's no interiority anymore it's everything they think and feel has to be like said out loud to another character (laughs) so that the audience can understand it and it's like we can understand that just it's called acting you know it's called acting that's how you show it yeah yeah i don't know it just feels too like cookie cutter at this point i just i hope they don't overdo and um like redo will's storyline with like feeling the monster too much again because we, we've already seen that oh yeah he touches he... so much of that. <laughs> he does like... the neck rub at the end of the in the last <laughs> shot yeah and then it's the the grass getting corrupted i think that's actually a cool visual i was glad they ended on sort of a cliffhanger but i don't i feel like they they've already explained a lot of the plot so far of season five of what season five is going mm-hmm. to be yeah i mean i maybe, guess maybe not maybe they'll have a lot like a lot that they're thinking about and stuff that to surprise us but i don't know we'll have to see what'd you think of the longer episode runtimes, especially the last two which are an hour and 45 and two hours and 30 i mean <laughs> i i was watching the last episode and um i was trying to time it so that i could uh, mm-hmm. go get some pizza after so i ordered my pizza <laughs> and i was like oh it feels like they're starting to wrap this up i'll order my pizza and then, like, 10 minutes go by, and I'm like, all right, they're still wrapping it up. And I hit pause, and there's 40 <laughs> minutes left. And I'm like, 
they beat the damn monster 30 minutes ago. Why are there 40 minutes left in the episode? Yeah. Like, <laughs> they really dragged it out at the end. And, and again, like, they, that's why I'm saying, like, they set up so much of the plot line for season five, and they, they ended Vecna's, or ended Vecna, um, like, with 40 minutes left, and I'm like, what, why are you giving us, like, no questions to ask you? Like, you're answering all the questions. We, we don't know, uh, we know where every character is, except for, like, Enzo. Like, there's no... There's nothing... Enzo is not the name of a character. Enzo is not the name of a character? No. Enzo is the restaurant that they made the date that Joyce and Hopper make a date at. That's what I'm thinking of. What's the dude's name, then? Dimitri? It's Dimitri. The, the, the guy that looks like Discount Brad Pitt. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you yeah. thinking Enzo? Why does this look stupid? <laughs> <laughs> he looks like... Anyway. He looks like Brad Pitt in Inglorious Bastards. If you don't okay. believe me, look it up. Okay. It's true. Dimitri... And I kind of, I, this is the problem though, is I kind of like that guy, so I wish he came yeah. back, but also like that's just serving the problem of too many characters, mm-hmm. too much to do. Mm-hmm. But like, and he's, I, I kind of hope that if they get rid of, at least if you're going to get rid of Dimitri and the other Russian guy, the guy with the, Yuri. the plain Yuri, yeah, if you're going to ditch them, ditch Russia altogether, mm-hmm. it became way too much. It was like kind of like... Russia was, like, in the background as a threat, and it was like, oh, they might be behind some of this in seasons mm-hmm. one and two. And then in season three, like... like really amped it up. They really amped it up with yeah. the, the underground base, and it just didn't really feel believable anymore. It was yeah. like, how did how did this happen? They they built an entire, like, nuclear bunker underneath the mall? Like, what? Mm-hmm. But one thing I think they always do well, though, is they have so many plot lines, like, at the same time, but I think they really do a good job of, you know, bringing them all together, like in a very reasonable way they're not just like forcing them together but like their stories actually kind of merge together just naturally see i think that's a weakness of three and four is that they split the characters up so much that it didn't feel like they were they were merging because you never saw somebody move from one storyline to the other okay if you understand what i mean like in season one the whole plot of the show is what happened to will you know right. that's the mystery right. you don't know like we got to figure that out and sure there's different characters with different arcs and different storylines but like ultimately every scene in the show is somehow building up to that Something it's all serving that yeah. yeah where it's like <clears throat> joyce breaking hopper out of prison and the kids doing something in california and the kids doing something in hawkins just all feel so separate where you never almost never get any crossover between the three but at the same time with brenner finding one and one killing I mean, I mean, one, yeah, Brenner finding one, Eleven killing one, and then Vecna, I feel like they really tied it in. That works, that works, I will say, that stuff is great. That was really, really nice to see. They actually made a villain with, like, real emotional stakes, Mm -hmm. which is good, because they hadn't had that up until this point. And they had a really good background for them that that really tied in very well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it makes watching some of the, um, first season, probably if you went back, you'd be like, maybe this doesn't really make any sense but as a as watching season four like as its own thing i think it it fit the story and i think Mm -hmm. it was executed pretty well i'd have to go back and um watch season one to kind of figure out how all that fits but i don't really have any plans to i've had to to go back and watch some season four because there's just so much that happened i forget why the characters split up the way that they did or like why like why I, I completely forgot that Elle even got arrested at the beginning, and that's why she was away from them. It's, yeah. Because so much happened. Yeah. I don't know. It's definitely a lot. Like, the whole, like, roller skate fight <laughs> and everything. <laughs> she, she, bah, 
Yeah, it feels like it happened so long ago, yeah. It was literally, I wouldn't be surprised if that girl has, like, permanent brain damage. Do you want to kill her? I don't know. <laughs> Wait, yo. Exactly, but that, that's what I'm talking about. They have to verbalize everything. It's like, just let, just let some things go unsaid, all right? Sometimes we can tell what they're thinking by this thing called acting. Okay, and most <laughs> most of the characters on the show are pretty good actors, except for mm-hmm. Will. I don't know what's going on with him, but that, that that performance is... I don't know if it's bad writing or... I don't know who's a bigger monster, the Vecna or Will's Barber. <laughs> <laughs> but one of them needs to be stopped immediately. <laughs> this is going to sound really random, but I was on a dating app today and saw somebody who had a picture in their profile of like them with a bowl cut from when they were like twelve, I think. Oh god! And I couldn't tell if she had literally just uploaded a picture of Will from Stranger Things, photoshopped into a barbershop chair, or if that mm-hmm. was actually her. You should have because the the face was a little similar. Didn't match. Can't wasn't able to. I know. Tough. Tough. Didn't gotta match. get better pictures. That never happens. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Um, yeah, I couldn't tell that bowl cut. It's terrible. It's terrible. Also, another problem with this season is they're getting way too old to play teenagers. They're supposed to be, the kids are supposed to be freshmen in high school. You said, what, Steve is almost 30 in real life? Steve Steve is, well, Steve, I don't, that doesn't bother me so much because he's supposed to be like 21 in the show. Like, he's a couple years older than the rest of them. Um, Even like, I think he's still a couple years older than Nancy and Jonathan even. Mm -hmm. So like, that doesn't bother me as much. But like, yeah, Jonathan in real life is like 28 and is like, (laughs) <laughs> starting to look a little haggard and he's still bit. supposed to be playing like a 17 year old who's like ah my college acceptance I didn't get in <laughs> it's like what the, what aren't you like don't you have a mortgage to pay like <laughs> and then um like the younger kids it's like I, I feel don't... like Mike has shown the most like like he looks the oldest out of them now yeah Dustin still kind of looks young. Dustin looks young Lucas ah Lucas yeah. is starting to look older yeah but yeah. but really Mike Again, Will, as you pointed out, is looks how Will looks. Yeah, um, yeah. Mike, Mike looks old as hell. Mike still has a punchable face. Like every time he comes on the screen, I just wanna, I don't know, something about him just makes me wanna punch him. The thing is, he was such a good main character in season one. He yeah. was essentially the main character of season one. He was great. He was still the worst. Oh uh, no, he far. he captured he captured the whole Amblin oh. Spielberg energy so well and. I don't know, like, as he's gotten older, I'm just not... It just doesn't fit anymore. Mm-hmm. Like... Yeah, he's he's played the same character in a lot of a lot of stuff, too. Yeah, he did. He played the same character in Ghostbusters, the new one, which sucked. <laughs> <laughs> he played the same character in It. Like, he's just... He kind of always does the Finn Wolf hard thing, you know? I'm, I, he needs to, like... I'm an angsty little teen. <laughs> yeah, he needs to switch it up a little bit. I think he's, like... I think he's our age, honestly. He's... No, he's He's 19 turns 20 this year so he's a year younger than us but or you're you're younger than Mm -hmm. me two years younger than you Mm -hmm. so like i don't know he's getting to the point now where he's gotta he's got switched up a little bit to broaden his horizons if you will yeah yeah but like but that's exactly my point is like these these actors are all 19 and 20 years old and and they that's what you (laughs) they're literally our age and they're playing freshman in high school it's like you said you're excited to see um sadie sink in larger roles other than stranger things yeah yeah Yeah. well that's why i was like kind of happy when i Mm -hmm. thought her character when max died because i was like at least she'll get to do do movies now because she was i mean i'm not a taylor swift fan but she was good in that taylor swift video like um i'm pretty sure i've seen that one 
It was the one that came out when she did the the re-release of the album last year with like the ten minute version of that song. That was like the biggest like jerking yourself off <laughs> move of all time. Um, could you could you possibly be more insincere, Taylor Swift? Try please. I'm gonna get canceled for this. Um, all the Swifties are going. Yeah, the you. Swifties are coming out. Are gonna come after me after this. Um, but no, but I thought she was, I thought Sadie Sink was great in that video and mm-hmm. she's in, um, she's going to be in Darren Aronofsky's The Whale, which I mentioned, I think on the podcast I did with, uh, Max on Top Gun a couple weeks ago when we talked about this. So like, I don't know. Um, I love seeing a lot of character actors show up in this show though. Like fucking Matthew Modine doing Dr. Brenner, like shout out to my man, Matthew Modine. He has a great Twitter too. And Paul uh, Reiser, Reiser. Paul Reiser. Yeah. He plays like kind of the villain in aliens and he's in whiplash as like the dad, <laughs> the sad dad. That's like, Oh my son, he's being turned evil oh, by cool. JK Simmons. <laughs> uh, so Paul Reiser, always great. I tweet, I tweeted like three times while watching it. I was like, I watched stranger things for the plot. No. And then it was like the plot. It was a picture of Paul Reiser like <laughs> doing his little squish ball from season two. During the uh, Nina project, did you trust Brenner or were you? No, not at all. No, I th- I had some faith in him only because he was working with um, Paul Reiser. Yeah, yeah, only only because of that. I'm like, oh, uh, Owens wouldn't work with an evil guy, would he? I think the performance is in- like is incredible from mm-hmm. Brenner. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, no, he... the character is a despicable piece of shit, but the, but he the performance well. is great. Yeah, yeah. I love the the white hair, man. He's got such a flow. <laughs> I was kind of upset that he died because I was like, Loki was one of the better characters on the show. Like at least he like was fleshed out, you know. Wasn't he like quote unquote supposed to die in season one by the demi? Well, he did. He quote unquote did, yeah. and he only showed up in flashbacks until mm-hmm. this season. So like mm-hmm. technically, he has been like off the map until now. But um, yeah, he showed up in like a dream sequence in season two in that weird episode where Eleven goes to like find her long lost friend or whatever yeah number i think it's like eight or something like that yeah yeah yeah. she sees him in a dream i think Mm. in that but other than that i don't think he's been in the show since season one also what was really it was a really cool little um little scene that they added was them seeing dustin's girlfriend and like the whole family i i I love that little scene of argyle like crushing on the older sister i had (laughs) that was the funniest thing in the world i had a friend um that i used to play minecraft with back in the day online Mm -hmm. who like grew up in utah and was from a mormon family and that scene was just like all the little tidbits i like um witnessed from my f- online friend's life was just like exactly that <laughs> scene i was like yep this family makes uh too much sense and i kind of hate it i don't know dustin's girlfriend is such like a i don't know it was, what? A, fu- it was a fun little bonus character it's a fun little bonus yeah. character but did we really need to go to her house and do all that yes. uh, no we didn't no we didn't come on come on they didn't. They didn't add her in. They didn't. They didn't make her part of the huge story. I think it was okay. They just have such a great like main cast. Or I'm like, I just mm. want to see the main cast together. Like I looked this up on IMDb mm. after the season four finale, and the only there's like I think nine characters that have appeared in every episode, and it's Joyce, Hopper, Mike, Dustin, Lucas, Nancy, Steve, Jonathan, Eleven. It's like that's a really good cast. Just take those ten yeah. characters and just have them be the ones interacting the whole time. Why do we need all these extra fucking people around all the time? I love Robin. I love Robin so much. I liked her a lot in season three. She got... The the shtick became a little too much in this season. I can see that. I think that's the writing, though. I still think Maya Mm. Hawk's great. Mm. Like, she's she's doing what she's asked. Actress. Yeah, but... But. And, um... 
how could you not be when Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman are your parents? Like, come on. Not that you know who she, those people she are. Can, <laughs> I've seen a few videos of um, her, like, singing and performing. She's really oh, good I at uh, yeah, musical ability, okay. too. So yeah, she's great. I just think they tipped. Part one comes out. The character. Running up that a hill. A little too great much. Great song. Like, they play it at the end of herself. episode five, I think. One of the best moments, was... like, probably mm-hmm. in the history of the show. And then I feel like because it blew up so much, because it's got like a billion plays on Spotify in the last month, blah, 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 <laughs> blah. Do you know the montage in the last episode when it's like all the things are converging, they're fighting Vecna in one scene, and then in the other scene, Hopper's like mm-hmm. slicing up the Demogorgon in Russia mm-hmm. and running up that hill plays, but there's still like normal like movie score playing underneath it. And I swear to God, after that blew up, they were just like, can you edit in running up put that hill? Could you just it. put it in again so we could fucking have an excuse to play it? Because people love that fucking song now. Like, I swear to God, they just fucking <laughs> copy pasted it over that score. And they were like, all right, it kind of fits. Let's run with it. Speaking of, um, how can we bring up a musical performance without talking about Eddie's rock performance? Okay, that was cool. That, that was, was cool. one of the coolest things I've ever My seen. question is, why didn't they just set up a speaker? <laughs> because he wanted to make a, the most metal rock concert that he could but then he wouldn't have died he, ah, he just ran in there it. set up a speaker you turned know, it on and then hopped back through the portal you know I think that actually makes you know it, it makes it worth it that he died that he delivered the coolest scene I've seen in a long time yeah <laughs> there's just I, 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 I joke about that because I, I really could care less about the internal logic of Stranger Things and the mm-hmm. lore like when it comes to that stuff it's like Oh, why did they just you know turn on a speaker? Blah blah. blah. It's like because it's Stranger Things. Who cares? Yeah, because <laughs> they did it. That's the answer. They made a yeah. badass scene. That's why. Yeah, we had an argument this week about uh, whether or not Stranger Things is more influenced by film pop culture and pop D&D culture or D and D. And you were like all like, oh, it's D&D. so much D and D. It's all. It's just it's so the entire D&D. show is D and D. Which I don't disagree that a lot of mm-hmm. the lore and stuff is D and D, but mm-hmm. I'm saying like the actual way the show look and feels, how they and write like, it, and... how they write it, and how they shoot it is so. It's like D and D is just like one ingredient, but like the actual mm-hmm. dish is all this. That's what makes it a good show. Classic cinema shit, yeah. Classic horror. Uh, John Carpenter, Stephen King, all my guys. <laughs> they almost make it, giving me nightmares with how they were making Vecna kill people, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> no, it was, well, the whole dream thing is very Friday the 13th. They literally mm-hmm. cast the guy who, um, who played Freddy Krueger yeah. as the dude with his eyes, like, um, <clears throat> sealed shut in the, in the mental ward mm-hmm. in episode, like, three or four or whatever. So, yeah, that's... It's got a lot of influences. Anyways, like we said. Back on to Hustle. Back on to Hustle. We never even started talking about it. (laughs) My boy, Adam Sandler, he's been killing it. He just said, screw it. I'm just going to make some sick-ass basketball movies. And he made a sick-ass basketball movie. Yeah, well, he did. And it's called Uncut Gems. A second. And then he made a second pretty good basketball movie. And it's called Hustle. I watched it twice in like a week. Yeah, I've only seen it once, so you actually had me beat on that. Wow. I know. You watching more movies than me. No, I a fake fan. I'm a fake fan. I remember uh, you texting me, you're like, you know, this is a really good movie. I'm like, no appraising, like, this highly of an Adam Sandler movie? That, okay, here, here's the thing. Adam Sandler, one of the most talented actors of his generation. Mm-hmm. He gets no credit because, to be fair, he's like... He's like the Michael Bay of actors, where it's like Michael Bay, incredibly talented filmmaker, mm-hmm. but he uses his talents to make like dog shit. <laughs> Adam Sandler is the same way. Incredibly talented actor, but he uses his talents yeah. to just like go on vacation and make shitty comedies with yeah. his friends. Which, to be yeah. fair, pretty good life if you can live it. 
He's so, fun doing it. Yeah, exactly. But it does seem like lately he's been like doing a little bit more serious stuff. He's been And hustling. he did it in 2002 <laughs> with Punch Drunk Love, which is an amazing Paul Thomas Anderson movie. One of my favorite directors. Um, it's not one of my favorite PTA movies, but it's really good. Um, it's like, for those of you who don't know, which essentially is Stokes. <laughs> um, <they're, laughs> Call me out. Yeah, I'm calling you out. <laughs> Uh, it's this movie where he's got like anger issues and like he's a little okay. socially awkward and um, falls in love with like this British lady and they mm-hmm. kind of have like a really doomed romance because he's like just got all these pressures in his life he doesn't know how to handle them but like it's very anxiety inducing in the way okay. Uncut Gems is but like um, ultimately they make it work. I just need to see beautiful. Uncut Gems to see Mr. K- KG yeah. have, a, have a big movie role. <laughs> and then Uncut Gems is like Punch Drunk Love. It's like the energy of Punch Drunk Love where it's like just mm-hmm. it stresses you out the entire time. It's just every scene is so anxious. <laughs> You're like cr- crawl like like absolutely like tearing the skin off your face <laughs> as you watch it. But that's why it's brilliant. Just mm-hmm. everybody's shouting over each other the whole time. God. He's a he's a gambler, but like uh, he owns a jewelry shop and he gives uh, Kevin Garnett like a fancy stone because Kevin God. Garnett thinks it's going to bring him good luck but then he can't get the stone back and he <laughs> owes like millions of dollars to the mob so he's like trying not to get killed by the mob and everything. Mm. Great movie. And then this year he comes back. He's back. Back in business. He's back in business. He makes hustle. He gets Juancho Hernan Gomez oh, who just players. got cut. <laughs> <laughs> like, I see the headline like three days after I watch Hustle of Juancho Hernan Gomez cut by the Jazz. I'm like, that's tough. Yeah. Apparently his tr- uh, training and conditioning he did for the movie wasn't good enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just think it's funny that they're like, he, he comes to, what is it? Like he finds him in Barcelona, Spain. Or, Spain? Yeah. yeah, somewhere somewhere in Spain. And he's like, oh, I found, found the next guy. This is the next big star. Like basically they're like, He's like, this is the next Luca or whatever. Like European the guy, I'm gonna freak. bring the over. Yeah, freak. the next Greek freak, you know. And he just, I will say, one of the weaknesses of the movie is like the training montages or whatever. When he's really? like just shooting around on the court, I'm like, you're not selling me on this guy being the next big thing, to be <laughs> honest. But um, that's okay. I do like, I do like the scenes where they're like running in the streets or whatever, and he's mm. like, come on, pick it up, pick it up. And he's chasing him with the car. <laughs> That's that shit's pretty good. Yeah, that was good. Um, but yeah, why why Wancho and why um why did Ant Man go by the name of Kermit and all these other players went by their real names? Well, I think because he's yeah. the only one with like real lines. I guess so. Hey, don't say that. Kenny Smith plays uh Leon Rich. That's right. Leon <laughs> which I Rich. think is a parody of Leon Rose, who's in the Knicks front office. I think that's what that's supposed to be. Like, that I don't make sense. It it could could not be. Wait, Ben Foster's in this movie? Who the hell is... Oh, yes, that's right. Ben Foster plays the uh, owner of the Sixers. Because mm-hmm. Robert Duvall plays the first owner, and then he mm-hmm. dies like 10 minutes in. <laughs> and Ben Foster's like, I don't think you're right for this team. Adam Sandler, you shouldn't be a coach. You should be a scout still. So he sends it back down. We're going to trade Embiid. <laughs> yeah, we're going to trade Embiid. Like, like that would ever happen. Is Ben so, Simmons still on the Sixers in this world? I'm going to say, when was this movie filmed? Because there was no mention of Ben Simmons anywhere in the movie. It was Tobias, Matisse, uh, what, Maxi and Embiid. Seth Curry's in it. Seth yeah. Curry. Like, Who's now on the Nets as well, after the Harden trade. Yeah, this is... I think this is a pre-Harden trade world. So okay. Simmons is still on the Sixers. He's so just he not just, mentioned. Yeah. Adam Sandler's like, fuck Ben yeah. Simmons. By the way, apologies in advance. This normal arts and culture podcast is going to turn into a basket NBA podcast for now because um, we're talking about an NBA movie, so we have an excuse to. <laughs> um, and uh, that's the basis of our friendship. Exactly. So, yeah, so that's, we have to make it count. 
Wait, hold up. Mo Wagner was in this movie? I feel like he was like in a, a little clip somewhere. Like, kind of like Boban. And he doesn't play himself, he plays a dude named Haas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's right, that's right. He's like the, the guy that, um, the Sixers draft instead <laughs> of him. And Adam Sandler's like, this guy's shit, yeah, what the I'm hell? <laughs> <laughs> also, Boban playing a 21-year-old with a, what, 16-year-olds? <laughs> yeah, yeah, where he's like, <laughs> like it's like the scene in the bench warmers where he hands on the paper, it's like, I am 12. <laughs> um... Yeah, I think all the NBA players give decent performances. Like, uh, right. Dirk on the FaceTime is uh, hilarious. Kid, I don't know who you are, but I don't know this guy. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm just kidding, Stanley. How's it going? <laughs> Dirk. What? Dirk's such, like, a, a lovable guy. I love him. Who else is in this movie? Queen Latifah is Adam Sandler's wife. Pretty good. Like, Pretty good like performance. Seeing her. Yeah. yeah. Um, ha- oh, have you, seen, have you seen the John Wick movies? Because Boban plays an assassin in the third John Wick movie. Yeah, yeah. And he's so good. Because, like, Keanu is a pretty tall guy. Right. He's, like, pretty brutal in his fighting style in those movies. And then just Boban walks in and it's, like, absolutely towers over him. He looks, like, twice as big as him. And it's so great. Um, yeah. Shaq shows up for a second. My boy Glenn. Glenn Doc Rivers shows up. Screw Glenn. I hate Glenn. Absolutely ran the ran the Clippers into the ground. We get to see a little bit of Ernie Johnson too. Yep, a little, yep. little Barkley, little Barkley action. Kyle Lowry and his oh, thick tush. Let's yeah. to see Kyle Lowry. Oh man, <laughs> my Kyle favorite scene Lowry. Of the movie. <laughs> Do you see his ass? Hey, they, get, they didn't get the angles right. <laughs> yeah, they 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 needed a better angle on Kyle Lowry. Uh, you know that's why DeRozan misses him so much. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Doctor J shows up for a scene. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I did like the scene. Where Tobias Harris comes in and just like fucking dunks on him <laughs> on the in the <laughs> pickup. It's like it's like all right. That feel that felt like a little more of the real Wancho. <laughs> or Brad Stevens coming in and being like a robot character. <laughs> Dude, Brad Stevens all time worst performance in a movie. He's like, yeah, I, I think this guy, this kid's got skills. I think this kid's. Just, it doesn't sound real at all. Like worst performer in the movies or in the finals. <laughs> yeah, we right. Well, I mean, he's not the coach of the Celtics anymore. Yeah, same difference. He's still Celtics. Same difference. Yeah, he's the GM. He's the GM. It still counts. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know why Brad Stevens is so bad because everybody else is like not actors but mm-hmm. when they have to like say something mm-hmm. it's like pretty good like even like trey young like running up the court and being like oh it was good it's like okay i believe that, that makes sense but then brad stevens just opens his mouth for two seconds and it's like took me right out of the movie i was like <laughs> i'm just i'm not watching any movie anymore i'm watching, watching yeah i'm just watching some dumb basketball pickup um, game i i did think anthony edwards played that role phenomenally i think his trash talk was I don't know. I, uh, that was some of the funniest scenes in the movie. Yeah, Kermit Wilt. <laughs> Kermit Wilt. Hey, it's me, Kermit the Frog here. Welcome back to uh, Anthony Edwards starring in a basketball movie. <laughs> um, step back three. You can't stop me. There's <laughs> <laughs> some voice shit like that. <laughs> I think that is what he says. <laughs> so this is the benefit of you watching it twice. You got the quotes on lock. You give oh. me your fucking Rolodex of hustle quotes. <laughs> I just laugh so hard at the ending when uh, he gets promoted to assistant coach again. He's like, "How's it going, Doc?" (laughs) Or Doc's Doc's like, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna win this game. We're gonna win this game, Stanley. All right, Maxie, you're gonna go to the corner and shoot a three. All right, all right." (laughs) More classic Olay bitch. (laughs) Have you seen uh, uh, 
Jamie Foxx's Doc Rivers impression on the Tonight Show. No, I have not. It's oh, so God. funny. I'll play a clip of it right here. Okay. Yeah, I will. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe you know next year. I don't know. <laughs> I I can't explain it. You know, I, we tried. You know. I mean, you know, it's not Blake's fault. It's not Blake's fault. It's not on Blake. It's on all of us. Doc, yeah, we all did. We, Doc, we all. Doc, can you sing Happy Birthday to my my kid? I'd like to sing Happy Birthday, Happy Birthday. <laughs> Has anybody ever coasted off one title more in NBA history than Doc See, Rivers? When when the Hornets were looking for a coach, Doc Rivers' name was circling around. I'm like, oh god, Doc Rivers, and I'm like, oh, we got Kenny Atkinson. That's good pickup, you know. And he and says, no, nah, I'd rather be an assistant coach. He, he yeah. fucking like cock blocks us or something, like teases us. Yeah, he cock teases you. And we got fucking Steve Clifford. Oh my god. Anyway. Yeah. Just bring back, bring back Steve Clifford. Bring back terrible memories. Bring back terrible memories. Actually, I low key think Doc Rivers would not have been a terrible hire for the Hornets. And the reason why I think is because, let's be real, you're not winning a title with this roster anytime soon. You mean with arrested Miles Bridges and arrested Montrezl? <laughs> well, he's not even on the team anymore because they didn't offer they, him a qualifying they, they offer. Him, yeah. yeah, so he's a free agent, and I don't know if he will get signed because he beat up his uh, wife. Yeah, exactly. Pretty badly. Pretty no, badly. He was sipping lean. Yeah. <laughs> had a joint in his hand. <laughs> yeah. Charlotte really knows how to breed him. What can I say? Yeah, we exactly. Lamelo stealing Gucci or Prada or Louis Vuitton from China years ago. No, that's Leangelo, not Lamelo. Wasn't it both of them? No, no. It was uh, just Leangelo. Okay. Yeah. He almost got the Britney Griner treatment. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was a little out of pocket. <laughs> I don't know if that girl. one should stay in. This <laughs> girl fighting for her life over a <laughs> Over a little bit of weed. Oh, That's a lesson to you. Everyone's like, oh, if it was LeBron, they wouldn't have kept him over there. And then everyone's like, oh, if it was LeBron, he would have flopped eight feet from the bag and not claimed it was his. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, fuck Russia, man. They're being ridiculous with that shit. Just let it go. Free Britney. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What were we talking about? <laughs> Doc Rivers clown, so. Yeah, Doc Rivers. He should, uh, he wouldn't be terrible for the Hornets. He can at least get you to a playoff spot, you know? That's the thing. Probably it's like Doc. Steve Clifford. Doc can get you to a playoff spot. He can, like, help you develop young guys. Like, if you just got kind of a mishmash roster, like when the Clippers mm. won 48 games a couple years ago with, like, Lou Williams and Danilo mm. Gallinari as our two best players, it was like, that, that was all, that was Doc. <laughs> that was Doc crushing it. But then we got actual superstars, and uh, he didn't know how to play them in the playoffs. And then Ty Lue came in, and we went to a Western Conference Finals without Kawhi. So it's like, eh, you know. Yeah, <laughs> uh, maybe Doc wasn't the answer. And the, the, I hated his quote after he left for the Clippers, where he's like, it's so dumb, how they're going to hire Ty Lue? Sorry, my Doc impression is still No, no, you're killing it. Where he's, like, <laughs> where he's like, I hate how they're going to hire Ty Lue because like he's just gonna be sitting on the side he was sitting on the sideline the whole time mm-hmm. i was there he's assistant coach he's not gonna do anything different <laughs> makes western conference finals <laughs> yeah exactly it's like something you haven't done I since think, 2008 or i whatever. think tyloo gets a lot of bad credit because lebron like ran the Cavs when he was on it and yeah he get any credit for that even though there's no way they win the finals without him yeah, yeah. he's proven to be a really good coach he didn't he like tell lebron like 
your trash or whatever at halftime during one of the finals <laughs> games. Like, he, like, shit-talked him during one of the finals games, and LeBron was pissed. But then he came out of the locker room and absolutely lit it up. So, like, Ty's like, see, it works. I, <laughs> I knew how to push your buttons, and it worked. Speaking of LeBron, do you think there's going to be a nice reunite between LeBron and Kyrie? In L.A.? In L.A.? No. 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 Not going to happen? I, I just... I mean... What do you mean? The Nets don't want Russell Westbrook? They don't. <laughs> What do you mean? Westbrook THT in a 2027 first. <laughs> all these, all these like sports commentators like, oh, Westbrook's this great player. Like he could be a really good fit for the Nets. I don't know why they're hyping that man up. <laughs> Bro, imagine Westbrook and Ben Simmons on the same team. <laughs> oh, so th- that's Carver for Kevin Durant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. Do you think Durant's on the Nets in October? Yeah, uh, because I mean, you see what they're asking the pre. You saw the Timberwolves asking. They wanted um what cat ant and what five first round picks. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> a thirty four year old Kevin Durant. Yeah, you want two star players and no and five picks. No yeah, chance. that's ridiculous. Although I will say Minnesota kind of fucked themselves on that point with the Gobert trade because they just completely altered the market by paying mm-hmm. essentially what the Clippers paid for PG mm-hmm. a couple years ago, but for Gobert. So now it's like anybody of Durant's caliber is gonna be going s- to be such a higher asking price. Yeah. It's like they inflated the market, the trade market, you know. And, it, and it's like it's like people like um, <clears throat> ah, what's his name, Anthony Simmons making what one hundred and ten million. Anthony Simons, yeah, Simons, yeah like, absolutely ridiculous. What is this? Anthony Simons, the most overrated player in NBA history. I remember when the Blazers were like, it was like, oh, the Blazers might blow it up or whatever. Oh, they need mm. to get pe- put pieces around Dame and CJ. Mm. It was like the last year of them being good. People are like. Oh, this Simon's kid, like he could be an asset. Like he looks pretty good. He had a couple games, like where mm-hmm. he went off and he looked is, what, like twelve points a game now or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, the Blazers. But the thing is, the Blazers said, like when all those rumors were going around, they're like, no, he's untouchable. <laughs> it's like, what? Why is Anthony Simon's untouchable? What has he done to show that he's untouchable? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the whole thing with the uh, the Lakers and Taylor Horton Tucker, where right. they're like, he's untouchable. He's untouchable. He's our future. It's like, why? Let's go of Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, all these yeah. young players. THT, untouchable. untouchable. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, they're like, oh, we're going to sign THT to like, a supermax. Like 12 mil a year and not pay Alex Caruso, who's obviously better than him. Yeah. And look how that turned out. Not well. I feel bad for the Bulls. I think they had a, a pretty good, a pretty good shot and then everyone gets injured. I think it was a fun team to uh, watch. They didn't have a good shot. I was in, a what, fun team to watch. in what world do they beat Milwaukee or Boston in the playoffs? None. None. Unless, like, Tatum or Giannis got injured. None. Celtics, there's a chance. The uh, Bucks, no. But the Celtics, I think there's a chance. Chance only because um, I think Vucevic could really be a, a key player in that. Uh, I just. Robert Williams is a beast, yes. A Horford. Played very well, yes, but... Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think... Vooch, I think he's a good player. He's a better offensive player than probably mm-hmm. Williams. Also, Horford, debatable, but probably better than Horford offensively. But, like, mm-hmm. Horford and Williams are on another level defensively. Mm-hmm. You but know? I, I, don't see, I don't see Levine, like, tearing up Jalen Brown. I don't see DeRozan tearing up Tatum. Although Tatum, which is why I don't think the Bulls would stand a chance in that series. I say that, but Tatum played some of the worst basketball I've ever seen during the finals or the the playoffs. I swear, he had he had a hundred turnovers in like the finals, didn't he? 
Not, you, in, the, not in the finals, in the entire playoffs. Okay, but but he was like, oh, I want to do this for Kobe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, for Kobe, Kobe, this one's for you. hundred <laughs> turnovers in the finals would be like fifteen turnovers a game. Well, that's what he looked. That's what it looked like when I was watching him. <laughs> um, yeah, he didn't play great in the finals, but he played really well the rest of the playoffs. Kobe, this one's for you. Oh my god, don't even, that was so cringe. I was There's like, homeboy, oh you gotta yeah. stop. Where you Kobe answers back and he's like, don't ever text me again. <laughs> You're a Celtics player. Oh, that's so corny. You're a Celtics player. You haven't won shit yet, and you're wearing all this like Kobe shit, being like, "I'm the next Kobe." It's like this, this one's this one's from Mamba. It's like, all right, like, where's the Lakers armband on his sleeve during Game Seven as a Celtics player? Like, yeah, what are you doing? stop, just stop. Wore his shoes too. It's like that. That's a little more forgivable, but the armband the was armband. too far. The Lakers armband. And his apparently his Instagram profile picture for the last couple of years has been like him doing the same pose as Kobe, and then he wore like the same fit that Kobe wore during the, mm-hmm. his uh, Celtics draft workout mm-hmm. to like all the practices during the playoffs. That's so <laughs> corny. It's like how much media attention do you want, Tatum? Like, do you not have enough? Do you not have enough? Do you need more? <laughs> do you need people roasting you more? Like, come on. You already look like you're twelve. Like, <laughs> it's, I, I this is going to be such a irrelevant point about Jason Tatum but his haircut during the playoffs like it looks so stupid every single time they zoomed in on Jason Tatum like his hair was the dumbest thing I've ever seen (laughs) I know it was such a why are you looking at his hair but like yeah I'll tell you what Kevin Durant's hair the last couple playoffs has been Reminded me he's of got a certain Jamal Murray video. Yeah, <laughs> he's got those. He's got the Jamal Murray pubes haircut, <laughs> <laughs> or the trait the Draymond. Oh God, Dray- Draymond was did, early on that game. Bro. I luckily did not see that one. Do you remember when LeBron flashed his stuff during the finals? No, I do not. <laughs> there was like a a high amra- high angle like camera shot of like mm. him doing the warm up, like all the the smoke or whatever like in cleveland and like he fixes his like the band of his pants and just completely flashes the camera on national tv (laughs) 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 so it's there's precedent there's precedent precedent. nba players love showing it off you know if only kyle lowry would I mean, shit. Shit. I'll get out by Kyle Lowry some Daisy Dukes for Christmas yeah. or something. It's not. It's not fair. That's that's the strength of Kyle Lowry's defense. It's, it's hard to focus on your offense when he's making all that noise with them cheeks. You know, he needs a license for that dump truck. What's <laughs> like the different classes of driver's license? He needs like a class double A driver's license to drive that thing around. Oh my god! Speaking of ass, oh, that's a segue. Um. <laughs> The new Thor movie. A hustle. <laughs> <laughs> well, because Thor shows his ass in the new movie. He does. He he does. does. Even though you haven't for seen mon- it. for monetary purposes, yeah. I've heard. Real quick, we'll wrap up Hustle. I think we both give it a thumbs up. Good movie. Yes, thumbs up. Good Adam Sandler performance. Even if you don't know basketball, I think it's still a fun movie to... Yeah, I would agree yeah, with that. Yeah. He's got a new movie coming out uh, <clears throat> maybe next year called uh, Spaceman, which is apparently going to be like some like weird satire thing. Um... 
Let me read the description. It says, Jacob, an astronaut sent to the edge of the galaxy to collect mysterious ancient dust, finds his earthly life falling to pieces, so he turns to the only voice who can help him try to put it back together. It just so happens to belong to a creature from the beginning of time lurking in the shadows of his spaceship. <laughs> Sounds weird, and I'm into it. Um, anyways, Adam Sandler, that's what he's got next. Very excited. So Thor, I don't, I don't want to... We're not going to do spoilers here because you haven't seen it because yet. Because you went on a date without me and saw it. Uh, yeah, I did. I'm sorry. Um, We've been doing so well seeing movies together. I know. we culturing me. We saw Elvis together. Saw Elvis together. Uh, saw Maverick together. We saw Maverick together. Which apparently I can't shut up about. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's your favorite movie of all time now, I think. It's a good movie. I've seen it four times. I want to see it four times. Go again. Just do it. I know. Stop I asking know. your girl for permission and do it. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I was out of pocket. Um, but yeah, Thor was good. Okay. It was, like, um, a solid, like, middle-tier Marvel movie. Okay. But it's so clear now that, like, it's cooked. Like, I, I tweeted the other day mm-hmm. um, that MCU Phase 4 is, like, Jordan on the Wizards. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, technically, it's still the same guy. Unless, but, like, how does it compare to Ragnarok? A little worse. Okay. But, like, kind of similar. Okay. But, like... It's diminishing returns. It's like Ragnarok 2, but like if you're just going to do the same thing over again, it's not that fun. And okay. I think the humor is not as good as Ragnarok. Like, the only time the humor is as good as Ragnarok is when Russell Crowe comes in and plays Zeus. And it's very, like, <laughs> it's very Jeff Goldblum playing the Grandmaster in Ragnarok. And that shit is fun. But when it's just, like, Thor and Natalie Portman flirting, it's, like, a little cringy. And, and I hate using that word, but it's just not, did like, you, executed well. Did you like the direction of Natalie Portman wielding, uh... I actually thought that kind of stuff and the justification for it is kind of cool. Okay. Um, so that's that stuff actually kind of worked for me. Um, Christian Bale worked for me uh, okay. as Gore the God Butcher. Great performance. I kind of wish they focused on him more. Mm-hmm. It was, like, the, the problem with it is it just feels like it's, like, three movies at once. It's, like... There's this really silly, like, super Ragnarok-y version of the movie, which is, like, which would be Thor, like, beefing with the other gods, and, like, Zoot, Russell Crowe is Zeus, and, like, he would be the main villain and all that. Mm-hmm. Then there's, like, a middle movie that's kind of middle ground, which is this, like, kind of emotional drama rom-com, so, like, a little funny with mm-hmm. Natalie Portman and Thor, mm-hmm. like, both being Thor and trying to work that out, how that works. And that stuff is good. It's right. surprisingly poignant. There's kind of a dark twist to it that is interesting. Okay. Then there's a third movie in this movie, which is, like, Christian Bale wanting to kill every god and, like, trying to, like, conquer the universe or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that feels very, like, um, dark and, like, you could take that in a direction. Like, it would feel kind of... I don't even know what... I would compare that to but it's just like all those things happening at the same time and it feels a little disjointed Mm because it's like just flipping between styles like so much it feels like um Raimi's Spider-Man 3 where it's like you have I know you definitely haven't seen it um although you have seen the first one and half of two (laughs) but in the third in the third one they have three villains it's um James Franco like becoming the new Green Goblin which is like kind of the middle ground like it's kind of funny but kind of emotional because they're connected right. you have sandman which is like the ultimate like this would just be a fun spider-man movie he fights sandman that's the villain blah blah blah. that's like the version of um the movie where it's like 
Thor fighting Zeus or whatever, which is supposed to be kind of fun slapsticky. Okay. Although I will say Sandman is also weirdly emotional in Spider-Man 3. And then you have this third movie, which is like this... Third villain? Third villain, which is like... Well, that's what I mean by third movie. It's like... Th- it feels okay. like a yeah. third movie within the movie, okay. which is the super dark, like... Um, <clears throat> the dark side of this character or whatever which is gore the god butcher or in spider-man 3 it's venom you know okay so it's like it okay. feels like that where it's got like three threads and it's like it maybe has time to do one or two well but it tries to do all three and it doesn't work and it's weird because marvel is usually very good at that sort of thing of mm-hmm. weaving the storylines in between and making it feel part of a larger connected thing but like this movie is kind of like in between because it's like sort of connected because the guardians are in like the first 10 mm-hmm. minutes and then they just fly away and aren't in the rest of it <laughs> and but like so it like kind of feels connected but kind of not it's like okay. just pick a lane like pick a lane what are you doing that you know sense. what what are your goals with this movie what is it trying to achieve so how much more marvel like do you think they're going to have because you, you, you've you uh, told me the other day that they've made how many movies recently like 28 or whatever yeah, like, so many and they have another one coming out this year with wakanda forever and which is another like what are they going to do with that yeah now that chadwick boseman passed yeah. you know it's like who's going to be the lead of that movie like what's have they said anything about that really not really there's not a trailer yet and it comes out in like three months <laughs> so Maybe we'll probably get a trailer very soon i assume i wonder if they'll keep that one under wraps about who's gonna be the new black panther uh yeah i mean well i don't think they're gonna recast black panther okay i think it's just gonna be like you know the other characters like step up or okay. whatever you know they're not gonna try to like make make it <clears throat> t'challa too or whatever you know um so i don't know it was a it was a mid marvel movie it just feels like they don't really know what they're doing i don't know there's just no Mm. sincerity anymore with these movies like it just they don't feel like they care about the story at all so they're just putting out a movie yeah it's like yeah every marvel movie feels like the trailer for the next one no i think they did well with um doctor strange yes well that's the thing is they hired a real director and they had him tell an actual story which is why that movie feels way more complete than Mm -hmm. thor not that Taika Waititi isn't a real director. Um, now that I'm trying to get into the filmmaking industry, i got to watch what I say on these podcasts about <laughs> celebrities <laughs> so I don't get blacklisted. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's that sort of thing. Where it's like, I think Waititi is good. He's very talented. I love Jojo Rabbit. Um, mm-hmm. And I really like Ragnarok. And this movie just kind of feels like, Taika Waititi toned down, which it's like either go for it or don't, mm-hmm. you know, um, and they just kind of don't, but that's fine. It's like whatever. It's mm-hmm. just it's just mildly enjoyable. It's just nothing special, you know. It's MJ on the Wizards. It feels like <laughs> technically Wizards. technically it's the same guy, but like it just doesn't get it's you that excited right. anymore, you know. It's yeah, like it's like a number forty five seems kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just it doesn't have the same energy anymore. Yeah. It's like until they find something as good as like the RDJ Chris Evans like chemistry, like yeah. their back and forth, like pretty much carries the entire first 10 years of the mcu mm-hmm. until they get that energy back i don't i don't know it's gonna be diminishing returns like freaking dr strange if you told me a couple years ago or not even a couple years ago if you told me like two years ago that like that the next dr strange ago. movie <laughs> yeah that would be a couple years If you had told me that the Doctor Strange two was gonna have a two hundred million dollar opening weekend at the bo- at just in just the U S, mm-hmm. I would have been like, "You're crazy." That's like a side character. How is 
that going to make $200 million in a weekend? Mm-hmm. And it did. Somehow they did it. And then Thor is now at like 135 and it's like, isn't Thor a bigger character than Doctor right. Strange? Why is he making $70 million less dollars opening weekend than Doctor Strange? Um, and at I least kind it, of at think... At least he didn't uh, twist or... Uh... Uh, Lightyear. Yeah, Lightyear <laughs> like bombed. Bad. Bad, 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 bad. Lightyear bombed. This is that movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Well, yeah. So Thor just feels like kind of... It, it feels like not the beginning and the end because mm-hmm. Marvel is still insanely popular. It's still the most popular thing in Hollywood. But it's like, especially after like Top Gun came out mm-hmm. and did so well, it just kind of feels like people are like starting to be a little over i think the tv shows dilute the product a lot oh, yeah. where it's like you just if like you have this marvel coming out I yeah think that's gonna well like hawkeye was kind of mid like wandavision was okay mm-hmm. falcon the winter soldier was boring as hell mm-hmm. I, I haven't seen loki but i heard that one's better uh, but it just feels like if you have a new tv show coming out every two months then the movies aren't special anymore because you know? you're getting all your plot line from just the tv shows that yeah exactly yeah. like it's just there's it's not there's nothing grand about it anymore. Mm-hmm. There's nothing exclusive, so it just doesn't feel the same, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so I guess that's my general MCU take. Luckily, it's the last time we have to talk about the MCU for a while. <laughs> Thank God, nothing <laughs> coming out until until Wakanda forever. So I can I can put this demon in a box for a while, you know, and not have to worry about it. You have such a love-hate relationship with Marvel, and it's so funny. (laughs) I do, because I genuinely think some of their movies are amazing. And, but it just, it hurts me. It's like you're back and forth. Like, oh, this was like a four out of five movie. Oh, this was like a two out of five movie. (laughs) It's like Doctor Strange 2 is like, just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. But then like Thor 2, Thor, or Thor 4. Thor 4. Thor 4, more Thor. (laughs) It just like... (laughs) Thor. (laughs) It just, like, it, it just feels like they're spinning their wheels, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, tell me a story. Tell me a story, please. Mm-hmm. It can be about Christian Bale. It can be about Russell Crowe. It can be about Thor and Natalie Portman. But just pick a story and tell it to me, Which, all right? tying back into our earlier conversation, hopefully is not what happens with uh, the new Stranger Things season, you know? Yeah. And, like, everyone's just like kind of... Returns. Everyone's just kind of spinning their wheels at the moment. Yeah, well, that's, that's how I felt with three, and I felt mm-hmm. like four at least fixed that a little bit i feel like we were a little the way i was talking about stranger things a little too harsh on it i still i, I want to make it, it clear still phenomenal. I, st- I still like, think it's great it was yeah. like this season was like an eight out of ten yeah season three was like a seven out of ten so like i still think it's wonderfully shot very well executed they just have a they lot just, to prove for next season i think yeah like yeah. i want them to really tie in this whole it's got some problems yeah i think we can but if they can wrap it up in season five like all the stories from one two three four if they can wrap it up I'll feel very satisfied. The way I'd put it with Marvel is it's still going to be successful for a long time. Mm. It's just too big to fail right now. Mm. But I don't think it's going to be like end game level dominant anymore. You know, it's Mm. not going to be the only thing in the culture. Like you already saw that with the new Batman. You already saw that with (laughs) Top Gun. Like people are kind of ready for a new trend. Right. And I'm excited to see what that is because I'm getting a little tired of superheroes. (laughs) I think some of them are very good. Some flashy special effects superhero movie you don't want anymore. <laughs> Let's not say special effects are bad because Top Gun rules, but like, well, yeah, yeah but like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Marvel special effects. Marvel special effects look like crap. <laughs> and they hire like talented cinematographers too, but I feel like they just mm-hmm. they don't have n- nearly as much say inside that creative machine where it's like, oh, everything we're gonna put a gray filter over it so that it looks as flat <laughs> as possible, you know. It really does feel like they do that sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's like, can we 
It's like, oh, it looks too much like actors moving around in a space. Can we squash it some more so that it looks completely 2D? Can we give everyone a line every three seconds so there's never any dead? (laughs) (laughs) Guys, can you believe uh, that just happened? I mean, come on. Can you believe this podcast just happened? I just had Andrew Stokes on a podcast. All right. We just made fun of Brittany Griner. I mean, that's a little not PC if you ask me. All right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh. You got any other thoughts on anything going on here in life? No. I've, uh, I think of the, uh, no? Nope. <laughs> I got no more thoughts going on. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly that is the case. Um, guys, thank you so much for listening. This has been a great episode. Um, next week, or not next week, two weeks from now. We'll be coming at you with a Nope review because Nope comes out. Jordan Peele, my man. That should uh, be funny. That should be yes. really funny. It's not going to be funny. It's going to be scary. <laughs> it's Jordan Peele. How can it not be funny? Get Out's not exactly funny. Us is not exactly funny. Come on. <laughs> you think those movies are comedies? I mean, kind of. They're funny. but they, like, they're, like They have, like, they have not, a little bit of comedy. They're not intentionally yeah. funny, but they're just... A little funny. They, yeah, they have yeah. something in them. They have that, some humor. Yeah. yeah. But... No, it's going to be scary. It's, it's going to be an, it's another horror movie. Although this one looks a little more sci-fi-y. So I guess I guess it could be more yeah, funny than scary. Nice. But who knows? We'll find out when it comes out on the 22nd. And then we'll have a podcast about it up a couple days after that. I don't know who my guest is going to be yet. i got to figure that out. Um, I haven't really decided. But I have a couple candidates in mind for who's going to be the guest. So it might be somebody special. Regardless of if I'm a guest or not, I'd still like to see it with you. If you don't ditch me again. Oh, I'm going to yeah. be at home. I can't anyway. Yeah, you're going to be home. Dang, gum it. Yeah, unfortunately. Unfortunate. Yeah, it's your fault for not seeing Thor with me. You went out of town. <sighs> Look, man, I was I was vibing on a dock at midnight watching Schools Ooh. of Fish jump. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Just flex, humble brag. I went on vacation, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Well, you're busy, blah, blah, blah. Look, man. Asshole. Yeah. He's got to do life before it does you. Does you? Does you? <laughs> does you? We're going to end on that. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. We'll see you in two weeks.